Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film The Princess Switch, Switched Again. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen the film, just be aware that we may discuss the plot and we might spoil things for you. Enjoy. You can never know I just like you blood like when it freezes just like ice that the cold will only like to shine from you. You wind up like the wreck you hide behind that mess you use. Let's switch again like we did last summer. Ooh, pop, Let's pretend I didn't make that joke when we were talking about it last week. <laughs> yes. As we agreed um, to do. You uh, you said, oh, I've got a great song for the beginning of the show. And then I said, oh, is it Let's Switch Again, like we did yeah. last Christmas. Actually, you know what I should have done? that. I just thought of The Switch is Back. Oh, I like it. I can switch, I can switch, because I'm better than you. It's the thing that I do. <laughs> I'm a princess, yeah. I'm a switch, I'm a princess. <laughs> a little bit of Meredith Brooks for you there. Yeah, good old Meredith Brooks. Yeah, take take that on. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I genuinely oh. think The Bitch Is Back is one of Elton John's best songs and isn't appreciated as such. You know what I think is his best song? What? The recent video of him doing I'm Still Standing <laughs> It's it's really mean to laugh at it because he's he's an old man, you know. He can't necessarily really sing anymore, like Bob Dylan. But it sounds so much like the Vic Reeves pub singer from Shooting Stars. (laughs) And if our American listeners haven't heard that, I'll put some links in the show notes. But when we were kids, Shooting Stars was a popular like joke game show, and Vic Reeves would always do. Like, pretend to do a song in the style of a pub singer, like, and, like, Elton John in this video sounds exactly like that. <laughs> it's very good. Like, from the first line, it has me in tears every time. <laughs> it's one of the best things about this year. Um, very That's tears spelled T-E-A-R-S, not <laughs> Exactly. Tears for fears, as it were. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I love it. And and that's probably my favourite Elton John song. I do really like um Crocodile Rock as well. I yeah. think that's a that's an absolute jam. Um and Saturday night's all right for Saturday, 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 Saturday. How many times can you yeah. say the word Saturday in a song? <laughs> Not enough. That song should go on for ten minutes. The outro to that song should be ten minutes long, like the live versions of Hey Jude. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you mean um, "Hey, dude"? As it should have been known. <laughs> yeah, "Hey, dude." Yeah, as uh, what that was the terrible Beatles song, <laughs> uh, terrible Beatles um, film. Yeah, with uh, terrible Beatles song. There's no such thing apart from "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> Bungalow Bill <laughs> would like to have some words with you. There are many terrible Beatles songs. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I've been if, um, yeah listening to the Beatles a lot this week because I heard um, Paul McCartney was on the Adam Buxton podcast and it was a really lovely interview 
And he just comes across so well and is such a nice man and shared a lot of interesting facts about his relationship with John Lennon and things that probably have been out there for ages but that I hadn't heard before. And yeah, it was great. He likes to bake bread. Oh, like every good person. Yeah. I like I like a bit of bread bread making. It's uh it's nice. It's very rewarding when you have a big old loaf of bread or some nice rolls when you're done. Yep. I've also this year perfected mince pie pastry. I've made the perfect mince pies. It's a Paul Hollywood oh. recipe and I know he is obviously the Mecca guy Fieri, but in this in this sense he's done me good. It's come out very, very well and they've been very popular. And I also used it this week to make um like a sort of chocolate ganache tart, mini tarts instead of mince pies for those of us who don't like mince meat. I do, but I know it's not to everyone's taste, especially if you're below the age of 50. So, you know, this was a nice <laughs> Christmas alternative. So, yeah, I'm feeling good about my baking skills at the moment. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of mince pies, but I make, I've made them before at Christmas. I haven't this year because who's going to eat them? <laughs> it would be, be me and my partner and neither of us particularly likes them. So it'd be a bit of a waste. But You'd have to eat them out of a sense of British duty. Fuck off, British duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry to say, British duty. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's nonsense. Yeah, um, I hate it. I hate Much like British this week's duty. Film. <laughs> uh, I have something to talk about before this week's film. I'm not ready to quite take the plunge. Well, as long as it's nonsense, then that segue still works. So <laughs> fine, fire away. Uh, it, it is nonsense. Much like the new menu item at kfc for christmas have Ooh, you what's seen this? this i don't know the, if i have <laughs> the gravy burger it's called <laughs> what so what it is i had it tonight because we had a bad day and we're like you know what we're having a cheat day can you get KFC, kfc on delivery or whatever you can do but we can't in our area um so we had to drive in to go and get it that's we, dedication we, we we had to take the cat to the, the cat needed her vaccination so we were going in anyway and we thought, oh, okay get a bit of kfc whilst we're at it um and um and yes yeah, so the gravy burger is it's a <laughs> it's a regular <laughs> bun regular bun then it's a layer of what they call gravy on the bottom which is clearly some kind of horrendous <laughs> gravy infused mayo <laughs> then you've got a got a, got a chicken chicken fillet uh cheese a hash brown with a little divot in it and then they provide you with a mini pot of gravy which you pour in to fill the divot and then you top it so then when you bite into it there's like a little gravy pocket that you then get so it's almost more like a savory donut (laughs) it is it is absurd um I like that that idea that you have to kind of partially assemble it yourself, like flat pack furniture. (laughs) When you bought a lovely bit of furniture, you thought came assembled and then it turns out it doesn't. It's like the, um, there's a failed McDonald's burger um, where they were like, oh, we've got to keep the salad and our burgers nice and fresh. So it came in this double size styrofoam box where the the top half of the bun and the lettuce and everything was on one side and then the patty was on the other and then you could flip it yourself um which was too much work for most people so it didn't take off Um, i like that idea because the salad is always horrible (laughs) i know you don't i know you don't fuck with salad and burgers further to our previous conversation about this (laughs) the salad is pointless you could put more cheese in there instead of salad 
Well, I, d- I can't say I object to that. Yeah, where you could have salad, put in some cheese. But how That's... was the gravy burger? It was fine. It, I feel very sleepy now after it, um, which I think is testament to how bad it is for you. But it was <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. I don't think I'm going to need to eat anything for another 48 hours. Um, in fact, I probably shouldn't, else I die. But I think that means uh, it's a success. Yeah, I'd say it's a success. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a successful one. Um, Good. But- I wonder if it'll be as successful <laughs> as that, like, Colonel Sanders Romantic Hallmark Channel movie that's going in around. <laughs> yes, we'll have we to get to on watch. that in the new year. We need to watch that. We need to watch that. Um, and we've also got the KFC, um, romance video game as well that they released. Um, Recently. To- yeah, so I think it was this year. Oh, um, God. So yeah, we need to get on that. Um, but yeah, I, d- I don't think as bad as it was for me, that burger, I think maybe this week's film was worse for me. <laughs> In terms of rotting your brain. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the Princess <laughs> Switch, the original Princess Switch, is a movie that we both quite liked, isn't it? Yeah. This was two years ago? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say, unlike the A Christmas Prince trilogy, which they managed to turn out three in three years, mad respect to that. They took their time with this, and was it worth it? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was not. Um, so, let's start with the things I like. Vanessa Hudgens has the... Full stop. The, <laughs> full stop. She has the power and the clout to not only play two characters but three characters this time. Yeah. So they have added another lookalike. And what's really interesting is that I, when when they mentioned a sequel, I thought maybe they'd go into some kind of history where it turns out that they're secretly siblings or half-siblings or something like that. But instead, That'd be way too deep. <laughs> instead, there's still no explanation given as to why these two people look identical. And then they've thrown a random evil cousin into the mix for this one. Yeah. They knew that they could get away with the kind of two people looking completely alike, um, completely randomly and not being related only once. You can only do it once. Yeah. And even that is hard to pull off because I've been trying to get an agent for a novel that I've written with a similar plot for quite a while now and it's not working for me. What if you, <laughs> um, what if you get got someone who looks like you to submit it on your behalf oh yeah yeah or maybe just writes emails in a similar tone to me i yeah, guess because yeah. that's how you do it yeah just get someone to do it for <laughs> hello, me hello i am prince patrick of moldavia <laughs> of, norwich. I, of norwich and i have a book for you to publish um you know what the real thing you should do though paddy is you should claim that your book's not being published because of cancel culture and then get a, a Patreon for idiots on the right wing to give you money to show it to those wealthy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get on Parler and get them. I'm, I'm sure all the like very, very open and liberal people on Parler would be very up for my, for reading my um, transatlantic lesbian baseball romance novel that I'm trying I, to show. <laughs> I, I refuse to call it Parler. It's Parley. Oh, Parley. Sorry, my it's bad. It's the French for speak. Parley. Parley. Parlay. Yes, it's a French social network, isn't that, it? They might call it Parler, but if they do, that's all the more reason to call it Parlay, because that's what it should be. Yeah. So, fuck you, Parlay. Fuck you, If you're Gab. not French, you should be. <laughs> if you're not French, you should be. Uh, or and, and give us your money 
because we're really showing it to the woke lefties yeah give yep. us all the money give us a spot on spiked online give us a a a regular column in the telegraph because we're really out there yeah and conservatism is the new punk rock yeah and being transphobic is the new punk rock yeah and we're really standing up for the rights of different people yeah because white people need a voice too yeah yeah Um, and all of this basically is a really really long strategy to get me to appear as a guest on the joe rogan experience Yeah, I'm after question time. You're after Joe Rogan. We're going to share gobshittery across <laughs> transatlantic gobshittery. Not um, gobshittery. No, gobshittery. Double T. <laughs> so, such a big deal. So serious you put in the extra T. Yeah, exactly. That's how serious I am about us properly showing it to them woke lefties and you should definitely give us money you're not gullible we speak for you yep all your money everyone give us all your money give us hundreds of thousands of dollars also the earth is flat also why did you vaccinate your cat cats don't need vaccines (laughs) the vets are going to put a chip in her that enables them to track her and control her (laughs) exactly can't believe you did that yeah it's awful isn't it it's, yeah, she's You've now been brainwashed. Control. By if this child. was like a Joe Rogan episode, we'd literally spend two hours discussing how you've been brainwashed, or maybe not, about your cat being vaccinated. That's exactly what. And it would all be incredibly low quality, worse quality than our podcast in terms yeah. of audio. Um, and yeah, so... <laughs> I, uh, anyway, right. Give us all um, of your million dollars, Spotify. Us, oh no, sorry, yeah. you can't. You gave them all to Harry and Meghan. <laughs> <laughs> you heard about this? They got a thirty million this. dollar podcast deal. I hope and like that... the biggest musical artists on whose Spotify stuff was based, like even like Adele or whoever is making pennies off of them. It's fucking ludicrous. It's absolutely mental, isn't it? It's late stage capitalism at its most potent. Is hey, let's give these people with loads of money more money for something that probably isn't going to cost that much to make. Um, but the people who actually made us all the cash in the first place, yeah, no, no worries about them. It's fine. They can just make do. Something that isn't going to cost that pockets. much to make, if anything, and with like literally two of the richest people in the world. Even having seceded from the royal family, they're still extremely wealthy. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, but what is their podcast going to be about? Do you reckon they're going to watch romantic comedies? Because if so, I'm furious. I'm going to be fucking livid if they do that, <laughs> honestly. Unless they talk about the princess switch switched again, in which case they, they she could be like, well, I would like, I am kind of a princess. I'd like to switch with someone. And then they could actually do it for fun. That would be good. Yeah. Um, or maybe, maybe they'll talk about Non's Island and <laughs> a certain member of their family should probably be there. Um, That'd be so good. Nonce attack. <laughs> Thirty million dollars for that. Can you imagine that? <laughs> the biggest troll attack. on everyone. I mean, I'd love them even more if they did that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how furious the right wing press would be in this country yeah. if they devoted their podcast to bringing down a member of the royal family that the right wing press has been trying to protect for for such a long time? Oh, what if it was really gritty, a sort of Ross Kemp on gang style podcast? <laughs> I'd love that. That'd be so good. Meghan Markle on nonces. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> right, Harry, Meghan, get in touch. We'll help with this. Yeah, yeah. We'll help with this for a very small cut of your 30 million. Yeah, just we won't a ask bit. much. We'll take one million each and that'll be fine. That'll easily yeah. cover our expenses. Come on, my son needs shoes. 
I need shoes. I am <laughs> yeah, you're my large son. Ad- large adult <laughs> son. Uh, um, anyway, there are no royal nonces in the princess switch switched again. But um, but yeah. So so basically, it's more of the same. But now there's another person, and this person is evil. So we've got um, uh, Fiona, isn't it? Fiona yep. is the new Vanessa Hudgens clone in this i choose to believe that they are clones by the way this is all going to be revealed in princess switch 3 where actually they've been cloning vanessa hudgens and yeah. placing her in all of these different countries and they and visit the like vanessa hudgens clone planet and they say that they're on schedule <laughs> yes exactly um and and yeah the the fu- in the in the next film vanessa hudgens will also be playing herself and she'll she'll find out about this this plan to clone her and put her everywhere and she's like just one of this number of clones that have been put around the world um but yeah so now we've got another cl- we've got another vanessa hudgens and she's after money so the switch this time is a nefarious switch yeah not a good one not a good one there's a good switch as well but then it goes bad because of the bad person yeah um which is fine and actually i have very few problems with the plot of this movie i think it's fun and i think you need this level of nonsense in a film like this yes the plot is not the problem but the it's the pacing that really is the issue isn't it because the plot all happens in kind of the last 20 minutes of the film when actually you needed to spend a bit more time on Vanessa Hudgens' new role as the evil cousin, right? Instead, they spend a whole bunch of time on the kind of the romantic will-they-won't-they thing of her and the sexy baking man from Chicago and all of that stuff, and just loads of really inconsequential guff scenes of stuff happening in the palace. And it's like, come on, give me some of the evil. Yeah, and, and this made me realise one of the biggest problems with Netflix's sequels in general and you can see this across all of their hallmarky crap movies and i don't mean that in a, in a derogatory way i mean that's the genre, <laughs> the genre crap the genre is hallmarky crap you know what i'm talking about it's stuff like this yeah. like that's the, also like um, christmas a posh american surname <laughs> hallmarky crap no no it's it's dub- double barreled like, you uh, know hallmarky david crap. hallmarky crap was Crap one of the guests at the wedding of um, what was that guy's name? Todger Strunk. <laughs> Todger Strunk. <laughs> I can't get over that. So um, good. But yeah, so so the the Hallmarky Crap movies, you know, like like a Christmas Prince, like the Princess Switch, like the Night Before Christmas, all of that stuff that really is meant to tap into that Hallmark Channel nonsense feel. Um, the first movies are generally fine, but then you get the sequel and what netflix constantly does is that they make the mistake that they believe that the audience is interested in the characters rather than the story and what often what often works and thankfully actually the princess uh, sorry the christmas prince one and two really managed to circumvent this and the sequel's really good fun as well um but with this one um it's the same old issue where we're not interested in the inner workings of the minds of these characters. <laughs> this isn't fucking there will be blood. You know, we don't we don't care about nobody whether, drank a milkshake. In we, this we, <laughs> we don't care about whether posh posh English Vanessa Hudgens um, wants to be queen or not, and whether that's going to get in the way of her relationship with Baker Man. We don't give a shit about that. We don't we don't care <laughs> about whether whether handsome baking dad and posh show get back together. 
Um, what we're interested in is the switching nonsense. And that story kernel from the first film is what propels it. And that's what works about this one, rather than us thinking, oh, will they, won't they? Of course, we know it's going to happen. It's this kind of movie. Putting in that drama just wastes runtime that could be spent with two cheeky cockneys kidnapping princesses and putting them in, um, you know, putting, um, uh, what's the, what's the, um, chemical that you put over uh over a cloth and pulled it over someone's mouth oh, chloroform yeah they chloroform her and yeah. then drag her away <laughs> um we want more of that that cheeky nonsense we want we want more more um, companies yeah we want more eastenders um escapees because i think what the guy was is from eastenders i think oh really um yeah well i've already mentioned ross kemp so yeah <laughs> let's let's go down that road yeah yeah, we we want more of that kind of silly nonsense. We don't want all of the earnest character-based stuff. It's rubbish. A princess switch in Albert Square. Yeah, one of them ends up... I would like to see Vanessa Hudgens do a Cockney accent. We can see that she can do posh English, yep. slightly different posh English, and her own voice. Let's get Cockney. Let's get Scouse. Scouse Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Do you, do you think that they tried to make the uh, the evil cousin a Cockney and she couldn't do it, so she had to just be posh with Cockney servants? No, I, I think it was very much playing up to uh, movie tropes. Maybe not deliberately, instead just by nature, because this is the kind of movie that's made with zero thought or effort, um, where you've got the main villain who is posh evil English, and then you've got the henchmen which are Cockney evil English. So, of course, they had to go down that route with them. Um, Much like how this country is structured anyway. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, But um, but I liked liked evil Vanessa Hudgens and I liked her little henchman. I thought that was really fun and I wanted more of them ruining stuff. They, They didn't really get away with very much. And I think that's the main problem is for a film like this, when you introduce an evil switch element, like obviously Face Off is the perfect example of this. They take off Nicolas Cage's face they put it on John Travolta's face. They take off John Travolta's face. They put it on Nicolas Cage's face. Nicolas Cage gets up to hijinks. What you want is you want those hijinks to really dominate the film. So here you wanted it to happen quite early on. And then for there to be an awful lot of Fiona going, oh, we're going to change this ballroom into a rave. Or (laughs) I'm bringing back the death penalty. Kill all of these dissidents. That kind of stuff is what you want in the film. Um, but instead, it like you said, it takes about 20 minutes of her being... It's only about 20 minutes of this movie where the evil switch has happened. And you're just like, well, what was the point of that? She hasn't been able to do anything fun yet. Yeah, exactly. Literally all she does is like go to a concert, be rude to someone, and then they immediately find her out and like approach her as she's about to be coronated. Yeah. Oh, and she a has shame. a moment with the creepy chief of, chief of staff guy. Yeah, she has a she has a moment with yeah, creepy or I'm going to let you get away with this, but you've got to give me lots of money. Yeah. Um which is Cuz it's all about the money, which is obviously what's going to happen. Um but yeah, I think I think it would have been much better if we'd had more of that like um oh, look, it's the royal swimming pool. Fill it with gravy and bring me some <laughs> KFC burgers. <laughs> yeah, they better have a divot in them. They better have a divot in the hash brown so we can truly absorb the gravy into the burger. 
We yeah. want more. Of, we want more of that nonsensical evil stuff happening, because she was a really fun character. She turns up like uh, a bad um, contestant in The Apprentice, yeah, <laughs> who believes far too much in her ability to do stuff, Just taking selfies and, and stealing stuff. Yeah, we wanted more of that theft. We wanted more of the undermining of this nation and undermining of the the, the monarchy. Because quite simply, this series should end with the abolishment of monarchies. Yeah. In all of the associated nations of the um, Netflix Christmas universe. Yes. So, did you notice the cameo? I did. I did. And I was actually disappointed by it because they didn't do it properly, did they? It's literally like one shot. If they were going to do that, they should have really genuinely at least had one scene where like, oh, of course, King Richard of Aldovia, here you are. But they obviously couldn't get them to a film. So, it's just like reused images it's just from the little, other film isn't it they didn't image. even have to shoot it i was like why not just actually try and shoot a scene and like genuinely make it a thing why not do that that would be it'd be great but and it, it would does... actually set up the real crossover film that i want to happen which is going to happen there's going to be a crossover <clears throat> but it does raise a very interesting predicament in the i don't know if you remember but in the first princess switch um Posh. They were watching it on TV. <laughs> yeah, they were watching A Christmas Prince on television. Handsome Baker Dad and Posh Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Yet here, they appear in person. So does that mean that in this universe that they are the the princess uh, the Christmas Prince they're watching is a documentary? Does it mean that they acted in an adaptation of their own lives? Yeah, it's a sort of a Kardashian-style show yeah. for them. Or, do, or does it mean that we are all in the Netflix cinematic universe in reality, meaning that the Princess Switch is real and the Christmas Prince is real, therefore... So Aldovia and Montanaro these are, and Belgravia, these are real countries. They are real countries in the same way that Finland does not exist and it's been hidden by us. It's been hidden from us by the mainstream media and and the eu and the the dastardly eu yeah um and and uh and the illuminati they've been hiding it because i, I can't remember have i talked to you about the, the conspiracy theory that Finland no is it something exist? to do with fishing waters because everyone's talking about <laughs> that right now i think it's to do with yeah it's to do with the boundaries of of russia or something and 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 the north sea or something like that where there's a group of people that believe that finland doesn't exist and it's all made up um so yeah maybe where finland is maybe that's where all of these suspiciously english-speaking monarchies are yeah well they're all just like posh english and it's clearly shot in edinburgh (laughs) it's it's just edinburgh it is it is but in finland um yeah, so so maybe that's what it is. Um, maybe it was all real. Maybe everything that Netflix makes is real. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and I just got to say at this point that we've been banging the drum of the Netflix Christmas cinematic universe for three years. People are only now starting to talk about it on Twitter. BuzzFeed are only now writing articles about it. Yeah, where's our cut, BuzzFeed? You're getting you're generating ad revenue off our ideas. Yeah, you bastards. <laughs> And you fired all your staff now anyway, so you must have loads of money left over. Give it to yeah, us. Yeah, give us your fucking money. <laughs> we'll, we'll make an alt-right podcast to coincide with this one, and you can make loads of money off it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the question is, what other um, 
Netflix Christmas movies can be included. You've got you've got the Christmas Chronicles, which is the one with um, Kurt Russell as Santa. Um, I haven't could, I haven't seen this, but it keeps popping up every time I open Netflix. That, I mean, that could be included. Or we've got um, we've got Let It Snow, which is we watched last year, which mm-hmm. is um, which is based a pancake on a book. house or Has waffle a house, house or whatever. Maybe the princesses and the princes could visit the Waffle House and they could all hang out. Yeah. Now, is the Sir Sir Nighty Knight of Norwich, is that a part of it or no? Because that's a double Vanessa Hudgens, isn't it? Yeah. Well, maybe she is another one of the lookalikes and is another one of the Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, of course. Yeah. She could be in infinite films in this, couldn't she? That's the (laughs) thing. They could add her into everything because they've just been cloning her over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, Infinite Hudgens. What about yeah. holid? What about Holiday? There's Christmas in Holiday. Yep, there is. He's no uh, nights. He's no some royalty. kind of sportsman. I've already forgotten. He's a sportsman <laughs> of some description, isn't he? He's a golf man. He's a golf man. So maybe the Christmas. And you know prince... what you get a lot of in golf? Divots. <laughs> Could be filled with gravy by a, by a maniac princess who has come <laughs> mad with power. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I want Game of Thrones in the in the Christmas Netflix cinematic universe, where one of the princesses goes mad with power like Daenerys Targaryen, and is like, "Fill the world with gravy." I wanted to run brown with the blood of the gravy people. <laughs> Winter is the- coming, and with it, a special KFC promotion, <laughs> and with it, a special burger. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, I want all of this. This could all work. This could all happen together. Yeah. And Netflix, yeah, do your cute marketing tweets about your universe all you want. We know what's really going on. Yeah, it's gravy. That's what's going on. The gravy universe. We want the Netflix gravy universe. Yeah. Guardians um, they could of the gravy. And, they could go and visit an inn in New Zealand. Ah. And it could coincide with falling in love. Yep. And then the inn could serve them just gravy. Like big bowls of yeah. gravy. Do you want some gravy? That's all you need. Do you want some gravy with your gravy? I'm excited about gravy at Christmas. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, Are you going to make a special I'm a gravy, gravy? I'm a gravy fan. Well, I'm going to see my parents at Christmas, actually. Um, we're, we're some of those filthy people who have had a bad year. And my parents have had a bad year and they, they haven't enjoyed lockdown. So since I've basically been locked inside a house the entire year and haven't really met anybody else at all. With an angry cat. With, with an angry cat. We're thinking, you know what, I'm probably safe from COVID. Let's let's actually spend a couple of days together and make use of this whilst we can. Yeah, yeah. Um so I'm I'm not sure if they're gonna be making a special gravy. They don't normally. It's normally sort of bistoy stuff at Christmas. There's nothing but, wrong with that. But all gravy is good gravy, you know, as long as it's not too watery. It's I was be, about to say, be... yeah, that that has to be qualified by a yeah a certain level of thickness. Yeah, you can't have watery gravy. I like my gravy to be so thick that you could put a fork in it and it stands up. I want like a jelly. <laughs> down with the thickness. <laughs> a je- down with a th- I want like a jelly consistency to my gravy. Yeah, um, it should be like jelly deals, <laughs> but brown. <laughs> have you ever had jelly deals? I have not, no. No, I just wanted I to mention that in tribute to the Cockney characters in this film. <laughs> you are all about the jelly deals. Yeah. You'd have to pay Apples me a lot of money to eat jelly deals. I cannot imagine anything <laughs> more disgusting. Indeed, indeed. Um, 
so um <laughs> but yeah no so i so i will be going with them so i'm not sure what gravy i'm going to be having normally it's a kind of bistery one but just gravy is a great thing to have at christmas isn't oh it? yeah of course you get gravy with everything some people wake up in the morning and they have a little bucks fizz or something like that with their breakfast just give me a little little champagne, champagne with gravy. full of gravy <laughs> <laughs> yeah you get like chin, chin. a tin of um, Cadbury's roses, but they're all like little packets of different gravies. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm going to get you for Christmas. I've got a gravy advent calendar. <laughs> different different kinds of gravy behind each door. Please tell me pot. Bisto or someone has done that. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to search gravy. Gravy advent, advent calendar. I've just done the same thing. <laughs> Limited edition advent calendar, three hundred. <laughs> so it comes up with Dipti, yeah. which is not. I got the same thing. Are we getting the same results here? Interesting. Bon Maman Jam advent calendar. Oh, that's close-ish. B and M launches chili sauce-filled advent calendar. So twenty-four days of hot sauce. That's quite cool. That's all right. Get to that. Um, the closest I'm getting is one for dogs, which has doggy gravy bones behind each door. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that's quite, <laughs> I don't think that's quite what I'm after. No, you don't like um, to gnaw on some bones, do you? No, no. Um, I'd like to have some gnaw stocked cubes yep. to help me facilitate making some good gravy. Um. Yeah, I yeah. guess maybe it's because there aren't really that there isn't really that much variety in gravy, is there? That yeah, you could spread over twenty four days at least. You know, but there's I, Bisto I beef granules, could. Bisto chicken granules. And around the time of Christmas, you get the purple tube of Bisto that's supposedly turkey granules. But you know, yeah, yeah, I think I think you could do with different herbs, couldn't you? You could add a different um, you could add a different herb. To, to each one and you could have the different you know you've got your beef gravy you've got your your turkey gravy your chicken gravy or does it start to just get in, increasingly obscure meat as it goes along so you know crocodile gravy pigeon stock crocodile stock crocodile stock I... in is something shocking <laughs> when it's in your advent calendar <laughs> there you go your favorite Perfect. elton johnson <laughs> Yeah, put it in, put it in, put it in. I yeah, I think I think we're on to a winner here. I think we could make sufficient gravies to fill twenty five days. Yeah, and then you get a special, you get like a an ornamental gravy boat to put it all in. At yeah, the, yeah, at the end, exactly, exactly. Genuinely, there are so many shit ideas out there that I am surprised this hasn't been done. <laughs> Bisto, give us a fucking Bisto gravy calendar. Should have done it. You dickheads, come on, <laughs> give us some, give us some gravy advent calendar <laughs> i'm furious that it doesn't exist this has genuinely yeah. ruined my year do you um, think it would be better in like little pots you know like the little bon maman jam pots or like sachets <laughs> i want it free flowing i want it dripping out of the doors as i get it <laughs> no packaging you've got you've got to french kiss each door of the advent calendar so like when you buy it in the shop it's kind of dripping yeah, it's it's, it's got already. like plastic yeah, like a, wrap like a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, it's got plastic wrap around it, and you can see just little spots of gravy. And you've got to you've got to keep it horizontal all the way home, <laughs> and then 
<laughs> and then of each day it's still got the shitty paper doors so it's still dripping out constantly so you just got to pull them open and just properly make out with the door of your advent calendar <laughs> to get all that gravy goodness yeah no time to dip no time to dip a little yorkshire pudding or something there's a real knack to it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is not this. This isn't an advent calendar for babies, like your chocolate ones. You've got to come towards this advent calendar with strategy in mind. Yeah, timing is everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but I tell you what, the the prince in the princess switch, he looks like the kind of man that would make out with a little pot full of gravy doesn't he he's got I think he's a gravy man i think he's a gravy fiend i i wouldn't trust him around my gravy no there'd be none I'd, left yeah i'd be like oh can you can you watch the gravy and make sure it doesn't you know doesn't get too thick on the on the hob and you come back and he's just got like gravy stains around his mouth and it's like oh i'm sorry it slipped into my mouth the clumsy chef man here knocked it over yeah, exactly. That that he's the kind of I wouldn't trust him around gravy. No. Definitely. Um, he is he is nothing in comparison to our Christmas prince prince. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. King Richard of Aldovia. He's the kind of man that would get given a podcast by Spotify. 100%. Yeah. Whereas the prince from and and what's funny is that the prince from from the princess switch He's kind of a non-entity in the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> he has nothing to do at all. He's not in on the Switch and then he is. And it's just like, yeah, who cares? He's just like there literally to kind of help them, help distract the um, the wife, help distract his wife. Sorry, no, the child needs to distract him so that his wife, who's Vanessa Hudgens, can switch with the other Vanessa Hudgens so that she can have some time with sexy baking man in the like children's christmas market thing yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah so it's it's um yeah he he's kind of just there to be duped for a little while and to buy some presents for people there's no yeah. and what's interesting is that is that that's kind of seen as the main romance of the first movie is him yeah. and vanessa hudgens pretending to be the princess um but here he's just kind of this this jolly little fellow who doesn't really have a lot to do whereas instead you've got the the hot baker dad and posh hudgens then being mildly interrupted by evil vanessa hudgens but not really and what's really really annoying about it is it's never really explained why they broke up it was just like they went their separate ways because they felt that they couldn't really do it because you're not really given any of the actual detail or any kind of actual characterization about that you're like well this is totally fake they would have made it work yeah. if they loved each other. Yeah, and they exactly. sort of vaguely try to make it about the fact that she's royal and she's going to become queen. And they didn't think that that was going to happen, even though she was like second in line to the throne or whatever. It's like, come on. Yeah, it's it's just a bit... Skip to the a, Cockneys. <laughs> it's a bit limp, isn't it? The way that they try and explain it. And and that's part it's of weak, the reason why, why it's you like don't It's a watery care. gravy. It's a watery gravy. It's the worst kind of gravy. The gravy equivalent of a war crime that's what this movie's plot is and and they're winston just kind churchill's of churchill's gravy yeah winston churchill's gravy and so yeah you don't really care because you don't really know and it doesn't really matter to you at all it's like and it kind of sounds as though she said oh maybe we should just be friends because i'm the queen now and then he goes well better not bother fighting for my love and <laughs> just agreed yeah and that's see ya it. see you later 
um, which really inspires confidence in their characters. He was fine with her being a princess, but a queen is something else. That's way too much. He's got to think about his bakery. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just a bit, it's just a bit odd, isn't it? And he's wet milk as well. He is Bake, extremely sexy wet. baker man. He is extremely wet milk. This movie is full of wet milk characters. I think the only person yeah. who isn't is evil Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, which I even don't remember. the like ten-year-old girl is wet milk, isn't she? I don't. I don't remember that being a problem with the first movie, though. I seem to remember in the first film, lots of people had lots of agency and lots of character and drive around them, whereas this one they kind of just amble through it a bit. And, yeah, and totally. there's and there's nothing less engaging than characters who don't really have a drive and don't really know what they're doing which is exactly what the problem is here yeah um where, where even fiona the best of them the the evil evil princess even her drive is kind of just i want money yeah. oh i haven't thought this through <laughs> my estate is falling apart but we're not going to show you that until three quarters of the way through the film yeah yeah exactly um so yeah it is it's a bit of an odd a bit of an odd choice and one of my favourite tropes of these movies comes up again, which is that these people also have a dungeon. So we'd already established yeah. that, uh, that the Christmas Prince, they have a dungeon that they actively use. And it turns out that in the Princess Switch, they also have a dungeon. Yep. And they actually we- use the dungeon in A Christmas Prince, don't they? They do, yeah. And they and they use it here as well. Well, you don't see it, but it's where they take the, the Prime Minister slash advisor guy and then they take uh, their cousin, which I think would probably cause a diplomatic incident. Yeah. Uh, if if she was just suddenly imprisoned in a dungeon. Um, you know, there's been no due process here. Yeah, she may have tried to commit a little bit of treason, but her end goal wasn't treason. Her end goal was fraud. Do you yeah. really put someone in a dungeon for fraud? I don't think you do. Well, you obviously do in Belgravia. Yeah, with their yeah. antiquated laws that prevent them from joining the EU, I assume. <laughs> exactly, they're not able to. They're stuck on on WTO deals, which is part of the reason why there was so much. Um, oh, you mean you mean Australian style trading? <laughs> Bullshit style <laughs> trading. I want I want Boris Johnson to talk about Belgravian style trading in his <laughs> next press conference. Well, please. that is something he actually does know about. It's true, it's true. He is he spends a lot of time in Belgravia, doesn't he? Yep. And Aldovia. Um, <laughs> Aldovia. Um but yeah, so it's a bit it's a bit lame, isn't it, this film? It's yeah. just a bit sad. It's a bit limp, yeah. I'm 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 disappointed. I'm not mad, I'm disappointed in no. you. No, no, you couldn't you can't be mad at Vanessa Hudgens, can you? No, no. Um and you know that, and there are some good bits. Like I said, I like um, I, I like evil Vanessa Hudgens. I like the evil PM guy. Um, it's a shame that he had nothing to do, and suddenly went from being a love rival to being a genuine threat to the constitution of this yeah, country. Yeah, it was like they couldn't decide. <laughs> and they had that really exactly. weird scene where he like sort of, kind of professes his love for her and proposes to her, and she's like. Oh, I'll think about it as if it's like a sort of weird business deal. And then when she's talking about it to um, Stacy, her lovely American lookalike friend, she's all like, oh, you know, I we were at school together and it was really important. And like, maybe I could get married to him. And it's like, you clearly don't love him. That's not how love works. 
No, no, it's not how love works. You need to take someone at least to the Belgravian version of Winter Wonderland if you want them to fall in love with you. <laughs> you need to kick out all of the common peasants that are there so you can yeah. have it to yourselves. <laughs> and then you need to have a heart-to-heart and say nonsense, which is the kind of stuff that, that pre-teens would talk about if they had fallen in and out of love with somebody. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what you wanted to hear. Oh, you're so silly. Yeah. Um, let's let's try again let's mess around the child in your life with our with our flimsy romance yeah the child in your life who incidentally is clearly working full-time at your bakery and not being paid and is underage (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um also uh and it's got nothing on the kid from a christmas prince just gonna put it out there no also like is an amazing archer and stuff they they did yeah the the kid from a print from uh, the Christmas Prince is a super hacker amazing archer genuinely really fun character and probably my favorite part of those movies I think she's great yeah whereas this one I mean did you even notice that they recast from the first movie because I didn't did they oh, no, I, yeah. I didn't I'm sure if I'd watched it recently I can remember because I had very little memory of the first film other than Vanessa Hudgens was in it twice and she was lovely and there was the guy from Nashville and. Yeah, he's a prince and whatever. Yeah, whereas, yeah, it doesn't stick in the memory like like A Christmas Prince. No. It's just funny because I, I kind of think that the first one might be a better film, even if it's not one I enjoy as much. Yeah. Um, but this time round, nah, nah. And there's they did no... that little explainer at the beginning of the film just in case. Yes, yeah. But there, there's no Bitcoin, there's no... <laughs> conspiracy yeah. to destroy the republic it's the, the yeah. destruction of the republic is accidental in the name of money you know <laughs> no constitutional crisis yeah no constitutional crisis no um n- no corruption behind the scenes with with uh governmental uh contracts which is a big part of the second oh, yeah. movie <laughs> love it <laughs> i want more of that please give us more of that in the next one um yep no yeah. blogging no blogging. No from blogging. the princess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not as good. Not as good. Not as good. But they did have a guy who's like a sort of Poundland Tom Hollander. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, I'm sure I said that name? about him last it's, time. Uh, and Mark, I apologize Mark Fleishman, to him. isn't it? Mark yeah. Fleishman. Um, who's been in, he's been in other stuff as well. He's been in all sorts over the years. Has he? I um, haven't seen him in other stuff. Yeah, so he's he was in he's in you know minor roles in other things. Um, oh, he was in Inception. Says here. Was he? Penrose oh. Subcon. I have no memory of that, but I haven't <laughs> seen that in a long time. Penrose Subcon. Let's see if I can find a picture of him in it. He was in Wolf Blood. I love it. So of that means boy. he's a, a wolf boy, which is good. We're we're big fans of wolf boys. Yeah. Um, I've got a picture of him. He is walking, walking along in some scene in Inception. So yeah, he's in Inception. But yeah, so he's in bits and bobs here and there, and he does a fine job of being in this movie. He certainly does with his three lines. Yeah, I exactly. think he, if I remember rightly, he had more of an integral role in the first one. He did. Yeah. It, again, they fall into the again the problem of just bringing back all the characters and giving them nothing to do as well so it's just kind of like a nod saying hey look this person's here and then oh are they going to do anything in this plot no oh okay but yeah i seem to remember him having a much bigger role in that first film didn't he yeah i think he did some things that were important yes yeah 
but where's the um yeah where's the where's where's the knight that from norwich that gets brought back yeah they, they need to start that ridiculous guy <laughs> they need to they need to start sir cole they need to they need to start um combining all of these movies together properly i know they've hinted at it they got this little cameo here but really really we need more really, need if you're more gonna do it you got to do it with your whole ass that's what I'm going to say to you, yeah, Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Get on on it. It's, too, it's playing it safe, isn't it? All of this stuff, they're playing it too safe. People are going to watch this crap either way, so why not, you know, do it with your whole ass? Yeah, go go for it. Get your butt out. Fully embrace the nonsense. They're That's clearly making message. enough money in that they could afford to put an actual pop song in this one, which was that shouty Kelly Clarkson Christmas song. Christmas, it is Christmas time. <laughs> It is Christmas, it's Christmas time. Things that it rhyme is and Christmas rhyme. Time. It it's is Christmas. now Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. Um, please, please sample that and put it over. Ringing bells and ringing bells and ding dong, ding dong, ding. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Every time it comes on, I'm just like, oh god, I can't. Yeah, it's so loud and shouty. <laughs> please, please take my my vocals and put it over the track. <laughs> it won't be as good as your Randy Newman, but I'll do my best. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. So Princess Switch switched again, like we did last Christmas, is fine, I suppose. Have you got anything else you want to say about it? Just the, at the beginning. Um, She's judging a baking competition in a very small nod to the first film, and she's totally biased and like gives the cake to the mistletoe guys because she kissed the man under the mistletoe. Ridiculous! Absolutely awful. It just tells you how completely corrupt that country is. Yeah, it's absolutely corrupt. I think they need to properly bring in democracy and behead their monarchs. Yeah, let them eat cake. (laughs) She'd like that because she bakes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all a big allegory. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, come on, bring in some royal families are not romantic. Royal families are a sign of a, a dead political system. Yeah. Get with the times Netflix. A dead system that's worth 30 million on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Precisely. Um, I want the next one to be about a president. Uh, here we yeah. go. Netflix 2021, which is Christmas good for a 60 million dollar book deal. Just going, just going in the other direction with Barack Obama. Yeah, a Christmas present for the president, and it's about him finding love with a delivery person. So he's like, "Oh, I'm sad because my wife died." Because this is going to be one of those "My Wife's Dead" films. Oh yeah, to, yeah. To, Can we have Martin introduce... Sheen as the president? He'll always be my no, president. he's 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 too old now. We need. Oh, we need a sexy young president. Yeah, or like a silver fox. So right, okay. George Clooney ten years ago is what we're going for here. <laughs> We're going to go back in time. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go back, back in time. Get, you don't think George, George Clooney looks good now? Oh, no, he does. But but the kind of age we want, you know, we want him to be like a middle-aged silver foxy. To be fair, he has got a beard now. I yeah, don't think exactly. the sexy president would have a beard. No, no. And he's like, I'm sad because my wife's dead. Because that's a trope that always turns up in these films. But hey, there's a UPS delivery driver. And oh, she's quite pretty. But can I, the president, go out with a delivery driver? And it turns out that they can. Yeah. And and there's this whole thing about how he needs to return the gift. And so it's him and his secret service agents trying to chase down this UPS truck. 
Uh-huh. And, and and that's how that's how it ends. It's like a chase, and he's like, "I need to return the gift, but I need a gift from you as well—a kiss." And then they kiss. So it's it's a bit like Hugh Grant and Martin McCutcheon in Love Actually, but for yeah, today's exa- audience, <laughs> for today's audience, for today's n- audience of Netflix hogs. So who would play who would play um, the, these characters? Then who do you reckon? It's a tough one. How, how how young is the UPS driver? What's the age gap? Uh, well, I don't want it to be too big an age gap because I get really creeped out by that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it needs to be a bit of an age gap because this is a shit movie. <laughs> and these kind of shit movies always have a bit of an age gap. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Who, who would be the Silver Fox? Who are the Silver Foxes of today? I don't know. I'm just I'm looking on IMDb trying to trying to find people i can't think of any silver foxes i can only think of young people <laughs> i can only think you're, you're just thinking of um timothy chalamet yeah <laughs> there's nothing a, he can't do put a beard on timothy chalamet <laughs> um okay we want a man in his 40s don't we yeah uh actors in 40s uh so Okay, the best actors in their 40s. We've got a list here. Um, okay, so um, Jude Law, but he is English and we want it to be an American president, don't we? You don't think he could do it? Didn't he play a pope recently? He did play a pope. He did play a pope. Um, oh, no, that <laughs> was... Um, he played the sexy young pope, didn't he? He did. He in that show, pope. Sexy Young Pope. What about Jared Butler? I hear he's oh, really God. good at accents. <laughs> he is very good at accents. Guaranteed to ruin any film. <laughs> or or um, maybe Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd might be a good Okay, yeah, he's actually. older than you think, isn't he, Paul yeah. Rudd? He looks okay, good so, for his age. So Paul Rudd is the president. and he's President also Paul Rudd. Pre- president Paul Rudd. He's also a handsome man, which helps. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think he could pull it off. So Paul Rudd is the president... And his wife's died. So sadness sad. there. Sadness there. Um, but he's a beloved president. And then there's a UPS driver who turns up and is like, oh, here's a gift. And no, no, wait. Is... Rewind. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sold. Matthew he's not silver yet, but I think he's the right age for this. Yeah, I I agree with that. Matthew Sorry, Paul Rudd. Sorry, Paul Rudd. You can be Secretary of State, you fucking hack. Yeah. <laughs> get, get over there. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. Matthew McConaughey, a little bit of political backstory here. Uh, you know, he's a Southern Democrat. He is there to unite the nation. Yeah. Where the Southern states vote for him because he's a good old Southern Democrat, baby. But he's a progressive candidate. He's managed to unite everyone together. Um, but his wife's dead. Sadness. Dead wife. Yeah. But then this is going to be like PSI Love You, where... P.S. Present... I love UPS. <laughs> P.S. I love. P.S. I love you, President. Um, <laughs> That's what it stands for. Yeah, where the present is actually coming from his dead wife. So rather than the dead Ooh, boyfriend, that's it's creepy. The dead wife. Um, and it's like I'm going to send you a present for the twelve days of Christmas, and you've got to do on a scavenger hunt. And each day it's delivered by the same UPS lady who he slowly falls in love with over the twelve days. That totally and maybe, works, and I love it. And maybe they get in on the action together, and yeah. so like he, she helps him get 
get the get the gifts and initially she's quite standoffish and she's like oh he's the president but then she realizes hey he's a fun texan president he's nice yeah and see mcconaughey can really be himself this i think this is the role he was born to play <laughs> yeah a present for the president this is this is this is gold <laughs> um so yeah who's gonna play the eps delivery driver mandy moore oh yeah okay that's good actually yeah She's another that. person who looks great for her age and has just that kind of right level of kind of beautiful charm, doesn't she? You yeah, haven't seen the show yeah. This Is Us, have you? No, but I've heard she's very she's good. She's like one of the leads in that and she is just brilliant. And she released an album this year that is very good. Oh, very good. Excellent. Yeah, because I was thinking um I was thinking Amy Adams, but actually Yeah, also good. I was yeah, Mandy Moore would be a good fit for this actually. Um yeah so so um i feel like yeah, she that, would have chemistry with matthew mcconaughey i don't know if yeah. they've ever started together in anything but i feel like yeah. that would work i can get i can get behind this i think this will work well um genuinely this is a very good idea <laughs> yeah so so each day of the 12 days of christmas he gets a new gift and he's got to balance going on the scavenger hunt from his dead wife with running the country doing president stuff ben stiller is the secretary of state or or maybe no ben stiller is the vice president and he's like oh he's going off and doing this scavenger hunt and i've got to run the country and so there's this whole subplot of him being like "Mm, maybe i should undermine him a bit yeah Um, he's a bit jealous he's a bit jealous because he didn't get cast as the president (laughs) and we'll tie into that in the making of the movie being like wait what did we say paul rudd could do Oh yeah, no, it was Paul Rudd was the was the vice president. Yeah, but it? now that you've said Ben Stiller, I want Ben Stiller. Okay, Paul Rudd ben, can do something, surely. Paul Paul Rudd can remain as Secretary of State. He's the he's the he's the really supportive Secretary of State because Paul Rudd's such a nice man. Yeah, that he's like, go on, dude, don't worry, we've got this. You can go off and do the scavenger hunt. Don't worry about the yeah. country. Somehow he's involved in it because he was friends with Matthew McConaughey's lovely dead wife. Yeah, so he's the one who's actually posting them or something. It turns yeah. out. Like, Maybe Amy Adams could actually play his lovely dead wife in flashbacks. Yeah, a- Amy Adams is the lovely dead wife in flashbacks. Um, ben Siller is the evil vice president. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, Paul Rudd. He was friends with with Amy Adams, and he's the one who's actually sending them all off. And, and he's helping um, some of them to. He gets like wrapped up in some of it because he's part of some of the things that they have to do. Yeah, and Matthew McConaughey at the end is like, "Oh, I've, I've, I don't know what to do. I love my wife, but this UPS delivery driver, she's so nice." And he's like, "She would have wanted you to move on, dude." Yeah, yeah. You gotta listen to Paul Rudd. And there's like, it's like the emotional dad speech, but it's emotional Secretary of State speech. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. It literally could be a scene from The West Wing, but it's like about romantic stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so, and yeah, and then they do this mad rush at the end, and it's yeah for for Christmas, and it's like, oh no, I've got to, I've got to go and deliver a speech to pass this trade deal through Congress or some shit like. And that. then there's an airport chase, but it's actually like <laughs> she's going to the they're going to the cargo bit of the airport instead of the regular yes, terminal because she's going yeah. to a UPS cargo plane to do a shift on the cargo plane. Yeah, because evil Ben Stiller has made it so that he's he's arranged it so that she's got to go and deliver foreign aid to a country yeah or something like that and so she's got to go and pack it all up and then the plan is to get her put on the plane so that matthew mcconaughey can focus on the nation again instead but then he gets there in time and is like don't go 
be my secretary of my heart yeah. instead. <laughs> That's really good because it also reveals the nefarious dealings of Ben Stiller and then they, yeah. they can fire him. And then they put him in the dungeon, which is in the White House. <laughs> the White House definitely has a dungeon. <laughs> definitely if it didn't before, dungeon. it definitely has one after the four years of Trump, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I don't just mean his bedroom. Whoop, oh, snap. But yeah, so, so uh, presents for the president. Netflix coming 2022. I think that gives us enough time. To Perfect. This, is, this genuinely is the best film idea we've ever had. <laughs> I'd watch this. I would totally I'd watch this. Watch this. Yeah, there would I be think, so many gifts. Do you reckon we can get Matthew McConaughey in? I think that's yes. the one challenge. Yeah, you don't think he? You don't think he'd be open uh, to this? I uh, think he would. I don't know because he's because he's, he's all a serious guy now. Well, that's the thing is he's done a lot of you know he's he's taken a lot of knocks. He's he's done his he's done his rom coms and now he's a big old serious man. Yeah, but the president. Mm, Surely true. he's always wanted to play the president. That's true. That's true. We'll we'll, we'll run it by him. And to Matthew. be a, a president from Texas as well. Yeah, Matthew, we know you're listening. We know you, you listen, listen every week. <laughs> listen Since every we week. talked about you in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, this is this is the closest you're going to get for now to, to being the president. Yeah. Um, so, you know yeah, you want get- it. Yeah, so get on, get on board. Get on board. Maybe we need to get Joe Biden to endorse it somehow. Like as the actual president, yeah, Joe Biden saying, "Here's the the best Texan president since I don't know." I say <laughs> Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson, but Lyndon Johnson's not particularly well thought of, is he? I don't think so. No. What about Eisenhower? No, no. Why People don't we just like get him? Martin Sheen to do it? Yeah, Martin Sheen. <laughs> He'd be like Matthew. I've got an important role for you. It would be me if it was twenty years ago. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. But you can say we're finally getting a great Texan president, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I'm now thinking, in. can we get Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen both into this film somehow? Oh, that would be good. Maybe like they're White like, House chefs or something. Or maybe they're like sassy other UPS drivers. Oh, yeah, who are, yeah. Who are, who, are, who are ribbing on her and being like, huh, who'd want to be president? Yeah, but no, Emilio Estevez like secretly fancies her. Yeah, and he's exactly. like a love rival to the president. He's the love rival, but obviously doesn't win out because it's it's handsome Texan president. Yeah, yeah, obviously, but there's there's genuinely some jeopardy in you know the the camaraderie of them driving around in the UPS truck. Yes, exactly. And listening to exactly. music and like that's a point where she can do some singing because she's like, he has an amazing voice and is very good at singing. Yeah. It could be yeah, like the Wayne's yeah. World Bohemian Rhapsody scene, but with Mandy Moore and Emilio Estevez in a UPS truck singing along to Shake It Off or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, and and I, I feel a bit bad about bad-mouthing Lyndon B. Johnson, though. I know he listens be... every week. He'll be really <laughs> he upset. Listen... I know he listens every week, but he, he, he did loads for the civil rights movement, didn't he, LBJ? I'm sure it I'd... wasn't all bad. I know it's, like, fu- it's like Tony Blair. Everyone talks about Iraq, and no one talks about the fact that he extended loads of rights in other areas or whatever. I know, I know, he fucked it on Vietnam, but he did lots of good stuff for 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 ending segregation and stuff, didn't he? LBJ. I think so. I've got to admit, yeah. my my knowledge of L- Lyndon B. Johnson is not extensive. <laughs> Welcome to the Lyndon B. Johnson cast, everybody. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, or, um, yeah, I mean, come on, better than fucking Nixon, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he was not a crook. <laughs> um, anyway, right, we talked a lot about presidents. Um, shall we... <laughs> Shall we uh, wrap up? On, the fa- on the very movie? fact that we've probably spent more time talking about this bullshit president movie than about a movie about monarchy just tells you that monarchy is bad, right? Monarchy is well rubbish, yeah. Gal, nonsense. Gal, queen. There are never any <laughs> good queen. films about monarchs. You know what? You can never trust anyone who calls himself the something, the queen, <laughs> the edge, <laughs> the, president. the president, the <laughs> president. <laughs> Anyway, right, right. How how are we rating Princess Switch switched again? Um, let's see. When you get announced into a room as a monarch, how many blokes are there playing those weird long trumpets that you only ever see in those scenes? Uh, so so there's only eight trumpets, I'm afraid. For you know me. what I mean? The it's long like, trumpets? I know what you mean, yeah. But yeah, I've got eight playing for me, so it's not, not truly, you know, divine divine monarch territory with me. No, the divine right of nonsense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll go just one higher and give it a nine because I thought it was fun. But yeah, I agree. It's no, not a patch on the first one, but I am interested to see what they do with the third one. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the third part of this series. I hope they really go out for it, go mad for yeah. it. Yeah, because this just... second one played it too safe. It did. It did. It's yeah, not not great in that in that respect. Yeah, just go go nuts, Netflix, because you know you can afford it. Yeah, come on, get on it. Yeah, that's what we want for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want. Um, but we have something exciting next. So it's the last of our Christmas movies. I can't um, believe we're there already. I know. But it's just it's... because of the way the days fall, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But we'll have a little surprise for, for New Year. Yes, that's true. Don't we? We're going to watch um... New Year's Eve again. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're watching a movie that I've never seen, but I remember seeing trailers for and thinking, this looks fucking mental. <laughs> um, and... Uh, it seems to have disappeared from from public consciousness very quickly, even though it's got Colin Farrell and Russell Crowe in it. Which is always a good sign. Which is always a good sign. So it is the movie Winter's Tale from 2014. Um, not here's the a, Winter's Tale, because the they were worried Tale. about being sued by Shakespeare. Shakespeare's ghost, very known for suing people. Yeah, very um, so, litigious. So Winter's Tale 2014... Um, a burglar falls for an heiress as she dies in his arms. When he learns that he has the gift of reincarnation, he sets out to save her. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. Let's bring it on. I'm so excited. I'm. I. I it sounds amazing already. I'm. I'm really keen to watch this. Yeah, I say this about a lot of films, but that does sound like the kind of bullshit we would make up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It definitely okay. sounds way worse than a present for the president. A present for the president is a certified hit. Yeah, you need to do a poster for it. Uh, I do, I do. I'll make a note to do that. I've been, I've been slacking with my poster work recently. Yeah, work has been too busy. It's been dominating my time. But yeah, oh god, work. <laughs> it's the worst. Why can't get I out. just make up fake movies all day? Yeah. Well, some people get paid to do that for Netflix, so you know, <laughs> it's, it's not out of the realm true. of possibility. Yeah, come on, bring it on. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thanks a lot for listening. We really hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you got some enjoyment out of the Princess Switch Two switched again. You know, it's 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 the kind of light entertainment that we do need at this time of year and this year of all years, right? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just need a little bit of fluff. Yeah. So, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it and we hope you're having a lovely festive season and enjoying all of the quality holiday content that's out there. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod. You can email us at bigboysdon'tcrypodcast at gmail.com. Um, this will go out. There will be one. No, there will be an episode released on Christmas Day, won't there? Which will be, in fact, I just realised, Christmas Day is a Friday. The Winter's Tale episode will be released on Christmas Day. <laughs> Oh, that's jingle so bells, jingle bells, watch this <laughs> rubbish film. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It might be amazing. It might but, be amazing. Yeah, that's our Christmas gift to you. <laughs> so that'll be next Friday. But yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, so thanks a lot for listening. We really, really appreciate it and hope you're, you're having a good festive season so far and that it's all treating you well. Yes, Merry Christmas to you all. Have a lovely Christmas time. We love you're filthy you. animals. <laughs> You beautiful people. And we'll be back next week to talk about Winter's Tale. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye. Christmas. It is Christmas time. It is Christmas. Christmas time. It is Christmas time. It's now Christmas time. <laughs>